Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Jesse, your DM. Cody playing Lazarus. Brennan playing Dis. Mike playing Nim. Britt playing Kenna. And we are Double Doubles and Dragons. We're a group of goofy Canadians that have gotten together to play a little D&D. Uh, sometimes we will say things that are inoffensive. We mean them as jokes, of course, and they're certainly funny to us, but some people may find this offensive. If you do, we apologize, but we don't want any hate mail about it. So just don't listen, okay? Uh, let's jump right into the action. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Quick recap. A couple of crazy things happened last session. Um, people grew bones back, and it sucked. Like, really sucked. Uh, several of them, Dis especially, is essentially out of commission for another eight-ish days before he's even begun to get back to tip-top fighting condition. So there's definitely that. Uh, this has resulted in the rest of the group uh, trying to think of some downtime activities to perform for the next eight and a half days or so to kind of wait out that recovery time before they begin more seriously thinking about what to do next in terms of investigating what's going on with them, figuring out what their next steps are, maybe trying to make some money because God knows they don't have any, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we did also have Lazarus, of course, be interrogated. Mm-hmm. Um Slipped the beans a little bit and resulted in Skinner showing up and almost murdering three people, but uh, instead wiping their memories and giving Lazarus a little bit of a pep talk about how he definitely shouldn't do that again. But outside of that, everything seemed to work out okay for him. Uh, Dis, we can't forget, got a booty call ticket. Got got a little address that he can go to, and maybe a, the equivalent of a phone number, but he can't dial it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's... Uh, any, anything else that I forgot? Okay. So, where we are right now is we're trying to think of some downtime activities that the party can perform while Dis and the other members of the party, Nim uh, especially, has a pretty high exhaustion as well. Kenneth is a little lower, but still exhausted. So just some things that they can do while they kind of get back on their feet. So, what are you guys thinking for, for some activities? Well, Lazarus is going to certainly take the first few days to work on the sky puzzle. Okay. Uh, as a reminder for you guys and, and obviously for the people listening as well, basically the way that the god puzzles work is they are fairly exhausting to use. So what the party has to do is use them during their long rest. It takes the two hours of activity that they get, and it only gives them a limited window to work on the puzzles. I have a timer that I use here that's somewhere between three and four minutes. I have an hourglass that I use and they can work on it for that. And it leaves them a little exhausted. Um, they've gotten a little better over time at doing it. I believe when we first started, it actually stopped them from getting all of their successful long rest, but they've gotten a little bit better at it since then. Um, I'm happy to do that. We can, we can begin the timer on that, uh, fairly shortly. Uh, before we start the timer though, maybe if, uh, uh, Nim and Kenna, if you have anything that you would like to accomplish during that time as well, we can talk about that while the hourglass is running on the other two. Uh, how do people do laundry in the stronghold? Uh, you haven't really been paying attention to that kind of thing, um, but certainly if you want to, you can. Okay, I'll start like wandering around where we are and see if there's like. Like, Nim wants to start up, like, a dry-cleaning business. 
Okay. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I mean, you have the prestidigitation and you can cast it practically forever. So, I mean, that, that seems to work out <laughs> all right. Yeah. You're going to copy that spell no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to make the hundred gold he needs to copy that spell scroll and he's going to do it washing ladies under things. <laughs> oh, gross. Without touching them. I don't have to touch them. I just, this is true. That, that, might, that might be a real selling point. Ladies, I'm going to do your laundry and I don't even have to touch it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get undressed. But bam, <laughs> bam, and you're clean. The people might be weirded out if you just clean their clothes on their bodies. You just walk know. in the door, clean, clean. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll go over that while these ones are working on their god puzzles. Uh, Kenna, anything that you would like to take a look at? Uh, I think while I'm here, I think I'll just once it no longer hurts to move, I would like to um, help with healing. Okay, go around and kind of help out like you were before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's certainly understandable. And then when I run out of that kind of stuff, I want to, I have a herbalism kit. So I'd like to like go through my herbalism kit and start to get more acquainted with the things in it. Certainly. That sounds good. All right. I'm going to give the God puzzles to the people that have them and I'm going to begin your timer. Um, for the purposes of how this is going to work, I'm going to flip the timer once for now. We'll see how far you get, and then obviously we'll progress as we go, and we'll see how many tries at it you get. Um, I'm going to be a little mean and turn the timer over right now, and then hand out the god puzzles to you. So, the Rubik's Cube for Lazarus, and the other puzzle for this. Thank you. Okay, so in the meantime, Nim, you take a look around, and you kind of pay attention to how people are doing things here in the Stronghold, and you learn two things fairly quickly. Uh, the first is that uh, for most of the floors that you guys have access to, the farming rung and the market rung, uh, you take a look around and most of the people there seem to be not necessarily poor, but not exceptionally well off either. And for the most part, they seem to be doing their own laundry. Um, nobody seems to have any special apparatus for it or spells that they're really using. It's very much a simple wash it in water that they happen to have handy, either in rivers or, you know, water that they procure from other sources like wells, and they wash it like you would expect them to. They hand wash it and dry it on a line. Alright. Is there anywhere on the market run where there's, like... God, I don't know if you want to get into that. Is there, like, a shop for rent anywhere? So, there is. I mean, especially because of the amount of damage that was done there are a lot of people moving around. So there are buildings going up for sale or for rent. The problem is, is that it's really a seller's market right now. There's a fairly, the, you get a sense that the scale of the damage is somewhere around the quarter of, or around the area of about a quarter of the buildings in the market run were devastated by the blast. And that's left at least a quarter of the market rung uninhabitable, so those shops have had to try to set up elsewhere, which means the demand for new shop space is very high, which unfortunately means the cost has gone up quite considerably from whatever it used to be. You're not sure, but you hear a lot of people complaining about the prices having gone up. Um, after taking about a day to look around and asking the greeters, who, by the way, are back to normal, more or less, although they do seem a bit skittish compared to how they were before. They're just a little jumpy. Um, they tell you that the cheapest one that they're aware of for rent is currently running at about 3,000 gold a month. Oh, boy, we're not doing that. Okay. Uh... 
new idea. Uh, how far away is this, like, place we're being held from the center of the market room? So the place that you're being held is about two hours in the opposite direction of the blast. It's, uh, it almost looks like an old castle to a certain degree, but it's been kind of taken apart and reconstituted to be a, a little bit of a civil building. So it's not so too far away. Uh, about halfway. Okay. Okay. Um, they are frantically working together. Puzzles mm-hmm. completed, by the way. Oh, no, this is not going to take me one session. Uh, Especially when I have an exception that I have to figure out. Ah. I can at least tell you that the Rubik's Cube is solvable because I borrowed it from Christina and we've solved it a couple times. Sorry, Nim. Go ahead. Uh, So I want to kind of get on a main drag somewhere close. Mm -hmm. To the main portal? To the main portal. Okay. And then I want to use Minor Illusion to put a sign above my head, like way above my head so people actually see it. Mm -hmm. And I want it to say, uh, clean your clothes, one silver. Okay. Two things happen when you do that. (laughs) The first is you do seem to get a couple of people genuinely interested, especially the price point you listed. However, before they can do too much, you notice some guards have become interested. (laughs) I figured as much. Yep. They come up, they're fairly polite about the whole thing. They certainly understand that people have been displaced and they don't immediately recognize you. So they kind of give you the pep talk of setting up shops in the middle of the street is not really allowed. There are special exceptions being made for people to set up temporary shops in the alleyways, but you need to get it approved by one of the councilmen in the market rung. Which basically just involves pitching your idea to them and one of the guards suggests greasing the wheels a little might be helpful, and they'll basically allot you an alleyway space. Uh, I clean their armor for free. They seem appreciative. Okay. Uh, and then I'll ask, how how do I go about seeing this council? Um, do you want an arcana check real quick? Didn't really think about that. Uh, bu- 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 that is an 11. Okay, wow. so the guards are the same guards that you've seen walking around for quite a while that have the engraved armor with the really intricate patterns in it. And when you press the digitation to clean it, you sense a reaction from the armor, um, almost like there's um, like a century system about it, like it's aware of a spell being cast on it. But almost as soon as you have that feeling, the feeling passes and your prestidigitation casts normally. Okay. I'm afraid that's the end of your time, guys. Pencils down, as it were. And hand it back over. Okay, we've we've seen some solid progress. Alright. So let me uh Nim, we'll get back to you in a moment. Okay. So I'm just taking kind of an appreciative look here at how far along the god puzzles are. Uh, Dis, you do not experience any difference in your weapons for the time being. However, Lazarus, as you complete your attempt at the puzzle, um, just as you're falling asleep that night, 
as the exhaustion takes you, you have a small sense of warmth, like laying next to a billowing brook. It's, it's a very soft, gentle feeling. And when you wake up the next morning, next to where you've placed your hammer, there's a new object next to the hammer. It's very small. It's, uh, if you took the normal shaft of the sledgehammer that you're using, it's about that width, but only about as long as your hand. It's kind of like a small golden colored rod that fits in your hand. It's about the same width. And it's just, it, it seems fairly inert, but it wasn't there before, and it has a faintly golden color to it. It doesn't give the impression that it's made of gold, but it's, it's definitely something different. Um, you can inspect it if you like. You can oh, roll yeah. an inspection. I would probably inspect all of it. Not for a lot, Tom. Okay, you're, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, you're maybe a little disappointed. <laughs> you know, you worked on this thing all night, and you had this nice feeling. Oh, I got a, a golden rod, that's something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like it's, like, not wanted, but nevertheless, like, you only give it a cursory uh, examination. But nevertheless, you find on one of the ends, there is a faint engraving of a waterfall. Nice. Which certainly suggests to you that it belongs to your god. In the meantime, uh, Nim, sorry, where did we leave off with you? Uh, I was going to seek out the counselor. Ah, uh, yes. Of the market run. Very well. Uh, we will. Yeah. My idea. We'll do that. Uh, Kenna, you were looking for. I, I was healing people. Right. I was familiarizing myself with my herbalism kit. And I wanted to inspect my trinket. Ah, the trinket you were given. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll start with the healing and the herbalism kit. So the healing, honestly, people are very appreciative to receive your healing. Though you do notice by the second day of you healing, there's a certain amount of apprehension when you approach people at first. It's not enough for them to turn you away directly, but slowly the more time passes, the more you notice an initial slightly negative reaction to your presence at first. Once you heal them, it's all smiles and friendliness, but there is nevertheless that initial reaction. Okay. Uh, as for your herbalism kit, it seems to have come through things okay. You did lose um, a couple of glass vials that you will need to replace um, to use the kit to its fullest potential. But other than that, it seems all right, and you kind of re-familiarized yourself with the tools involved so that you'll be ready to use it when the time comes. Um, if we fast forward a little further, if we go to the point where you have about, we'll say, four days left, you can try your god puzzles again, if you like. I don't know if I can get further on it right now. So I would okay. be out of exhaustion then? Uh, you would be... You would be, yeah. You are... You would be at level one, one. by then. Um, which I'm going to leave them as they are, because there's honestly not much point in updating my sheet until... But yeah, you would you would be feeling better all the time. Uh, yeah, would you guys like to try the puzzles again? Yeah. Okay. I'm happy to 
to give you another go around. Get, uh, get these ready to go. Try to not fidget with them too much mm-hmm. and ruin the progress you've made. Okay. Begins. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Thank you. All right. Trying not to not to affect them too much. All right. In the meantime, Nim, you go to check with the councilman. So the council office is actually the same building that you're being held in, or a wing of it anyway. So that's good news. It's fairly easy to get to. Uh, it's quite busy with traffic. There's a lot of people trying to set up their shops, trying to get their livelihoods back running again. Uh, is there anything that you try to do to push yourself to the front of the pack, or would you prefer to just kind of wait your place in line however long that takes? I'll offer people a free shoe shine if I can jump them in line. A free shoe shine if yeah. you can jump them in line. All right. Um, let's see. Roll a persuasion roll for how, or actually a performance roll for how well you pitch it. Wait. <laughs> Did you roll already? Yeah. Okay. What'd you get? I was going to use a lucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, because if you rolled low, first. Do for me how you're going to pitch this to them, and that'll affect how difficult it is. I want to see how well you pitch this. I'll just kind of casually be like, "Well, those uh, those shoes are really nice, but they they could just look a little bit nicer, you know." I I, I do a, a shoe shine service. Hey, the only cost, I mean, I'm tr- just trying to get my shop set up. Uh, if you just let me jump ahead of you in line, I-, I could shine your shoes for free. Okay. Not a terrible pitch. Uh, depending on what you rolled, you may still choose to use your lucky feet. Yeah, I'm definitely using my lucky feet. <laughs> better. Nope, that was worse. Um, and it could only have been one worse because I rolled a two, so that's uh, four for performance. Those are fucking awful. (laughs) Alright, a four. So, I'm not gonna lie, it could have gone better. Oh, it definitely could have gone better. (laughs) Um, it's not that nobody lets you jump line, but for quite a few of them, uh, and for almost all of them, really, the the chance to get their livelihood back up and running really doesn't equate to a free shoe shine. So you find quite a few of them are not necessarily indignant about it, but they just don't take you up on the offer. It does precede you a little further in line, but certainly not to an, in- an extravagant degree. Right. Um, that being said, unless you have any other idea... Uh, I'll start offering to... God. <laughs> Let's check on that magic. See what we got. Um. <laughs> I just thought of the most ridiculous... I was going to, like, enlarge, reduce myself, but reduce myself, and then just, like, enlarge in front of someone and be like, I've been standing here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> enlarge, reduce doesn't turn you, like, invisibly small. It only drops your size by one. But I, it drops me by half my size, so I'd yeah, be like I mean, one you, foot tall. <laughs> you'd go from gnome to, like, large rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Okay, so how how long of a wait do I think there is? Rough estimate, and based on the grumbles you've heard, it'll probably take you at least an entire day to get through the line. I mean, I guess I've got time, so I'll just, uh, I'll try offering my services of cloth cleaning to see if I can accelerate that time at all. To just be like, clean your cloak for free, just let me budge you for... Okay. So you'll kind of try to wiggle it as best you can. In the meantime, Kenna, you've decided to take a look at the trinket that you were provided by a certain brawny individual who happened to also be called brawny. Uh-huh. Uh, what are you looking for in the trinket? A reminder, this is the the trinket with the tree and the little swing and the, you know, it all moves and... I think I just want to inspect... Like, everything about it. Okay. How it moves, how he has it hooked up, while secretly hoping that maybe there's a message somewhere in it for me. I see. After Dis got his booty call, Kenneth feels a little left out. I see. I see. Well, roll an investigation roll. Nineteen. Okay. So you take a look at the trinket... And the very first thing that immediately comes to your um, investigative eyes is that it is exceptionally well-crafted. All the more amazing given how large you know Brawny's hands are, the mechanisms that make it move are very small. Uh, Dis, unfortunately, the time is up. Um, I'll just take the puzzles from you guys real quick. I apologize for the brief pause. I'll try not to kind of leave them together as best I can. Okay. So, that's the first thing that immediately comes to mind, is that it is almost suspiciously well put together for the size of his large hands. Uh, the next is, unfortunately, to no matter how much investigating you do, there doesn't appear to be any message hidden within the trinket. However... You do notice something lightly carved inside of one of the sliding mechanisms, uh, and it appears to be a signature of some kind. And it's fairly difficult to read. It, you know, most signatures are kind of chicken scratch at best. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem to be brawny. Like, it just, just, the shapes don't quite line up. It could be if he has, like, the world's weirdest signature, like Trump style. But it might be the signature of somebody else. If he still gave someone else's piece of work, he's a jerk. He just re-gifted. <laughs> totally re-gifted it. I mean, it made her eyes wide and her heart swoon, and it was a re-gift. Okay, I'm not saying it's a re-gift. I'm just saying there's a signature. It's a re-gift. Don't jump to conclusions. Um, it could be just someone that works for a shop. Yeah, I'm thinking that, but maybe it's his wife. <laughs> Lazarus sitting there probably on one of the beds during the time Ken is trying to do this and just trying to be so helpful and then Ken just immediately like goes the darkest direction she can think of with that um, I think I'm going to like keep trying to like because I'm studying it hard we have a lot of free time yeah you do I am studying it and I want to see if I can like Without ruining it, mm-hmm. 
take it apart and put it back together. Or at least get a better view, or at least to a point where I can get a better view of this signature. Okay. So not fully taking it apart. What in Kenna's skills and or backstory gives you any help in this area of... I mean, I know Kenna's smart, but I don't believe we've seen much from her that would lead towards a, a tinkering ability or... She's super dexy. Well, that may be. You can be as careful as you want, but it, it's a different thing to take it apart. She's really good at mending things? I mean, if you had the spell mending, that would be a way to cheat it. Yeah, there would be, but you don't. I don't know. While she's thinking about that, um, would the two of you like any more shot at your god puzzle for the time being? Yeah, maybe? right here. This I can't get any further on it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I did mention I should look at how far along you got real quick. Uh, I have no T-structures after getting the white face, so I have absolutely no idea what to do. Gotcha. Okay. I would say when you wake up the next morning after getting it a little further along, something has changed with the rod. Um, it's nothing too extravagant. It grew. It, it did grow. Um, now, rather than being about the size of your hand, which don't forget, Lazarus's hands are pretty big. He's got big, strong hands. Not quite brawny big, but big, strong hands. And uh, it's about two hands long, and it's thickened up a little bit more, giving kind of the impression that, um, like, whereas the hammer that you have, like, the shaft width is really, doesn't need to be too much more than the stress that the tool would experience. So because the sludge hammer only has a fixed head size of however large it is for you, there's really no practical purpose to taking the shaft any thicker than what it really is. Mm. This one has increased its thickness, suggesting that it might lead to a much bigger item at the end of the day. Just a golden Juhan mall. Take that. <laughs> Who can say? Uh, dis, no improvement on yours. Uh, mostly just because your puzzle is a little bit more linear. It's either put back together or not put back yeah. together. <laughs> so I can't really give you much more in that avenue, unfortunately. Um, I'm happy to give you guys a little more time. This would take you to only having about two days left before things begin. Um, so we'll start that and then we'll pick up with Nim and Ken again real quick. I feel like your guys' tasks are taking you a really long time, but it kind of works because, you know, mm. just works. Um... You guys have been working on them fairly, we'll say religiously, unironically. <laughs> um, so I'm only going to give you about half time this time. Okay. Um, just because there is a certain amount of exhaustion, even just like soul exhaustion that comes from working on these things. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, Kenna, if you're still looking, I can go to Nin. There's nothing I can do. I might have to find someone. Or you can just try to plug through it. It's your choice. I'll give you a second to think about it. Nim, after what feels like forever, and you actually end up sleeping in line, <laughs> you finally get inside to a ridiculously snooty-looking, um, I won't say receptionist, but kind of like organizer of what's going on. Can I, can I roll my portent before? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
Nat 20 it finally for nothing. Did you? No. I got an 11. You know, just because we're jumping in time doesn't mean your abilities go away. <laughs> that would be very cruel of me. And a nat 1. Finally got the nat oh, 1, but happened? can't use it for anything oh. good. <laughs> you never know. If you lie to somebody, you know there's a check they do to counteract you. Yeah. As an example. All right. All right, so they are quite snooty, a little curt. Um, if you guys encounter the person again when we're not running it in enhanced time, I would, you know, do the full RP. But we'll just say for the for the purposes of you, um, he obviously is very aware of what you've come for, and you notice a distinct agitation in his face when you walk up. He definitely seems to recognize you, and there's definitely some anger there. But he hears what you want, and in no uncertain terms implies that he's going to need a fairly large bribe to push your request through. Oh. <laughs> One thing he doesn't have. <laughs> One cold on the desk and slide it. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely gives you one of those, like, if he didn't clearly despise you for whatever reason, you're not sure, um, he would almost give you the, the Lazaruses. That's cute. But instead, it's more of like, uh, you have one more shot or get the hell out. Uh, I no. cast enlarge. As soon as I hit like the stage of instructions, there's nothing what they're talking about that matches this fucking cube anymore. It requires some more research on your end, I suppose. I've looked into like six websites now, hmm. all of them are the same instructions. Uh, so I, I don't know if I scatter it and try to rebuild the white again. Might be a way to go. I I can tell you, not being a dick, it is solvable, because when I brought it here, it was solved. So it's definitely, it's doable. Sorry, Nim, go ahead. Uh, I want to cast Enlarge Reduce on the gold coin on his desk. <laughs> and enlarge it. That's <laughs> <laughs> not how it works, but alright. So, well, I mean, like, he can cast it on it, uh, yeah. but Enlarge Reduce, Enlarge only doubles its size. Doubles its size. So it in goes, all dimensions. It, it goes from, be in all dimensions, so, like... <laughs> best case scenario it goes from being worth one gold to being worth like five gold maximum um and then oh dis you're out of time okay. <laughs> while, we, while we do that um <laughs> so he takes a look at it and he's definitely not like super impressed but that being said, the the trick itself at least seems to interest him. And he kind of gives you a a very quick is it going to stay that way? Uh and like uh, for like a minute. <laughs> he kind of you, you see the light fade from his eyes a little bit, but he seems to kind of hum and haw on something for a second, and then he uh, kind of gives you a, what else can you do? Something more permanent. Uh, God, I don't really have any, like, permanent spells. I can clean stuff permanently. 
<laughs> Good skill. <laughs> he seems to think on on it for a little bit. Finally, he comes back to you with a deal. He says he'll approve you for a place in the alley, not close to the portal, about a half an hour away, not prime location, on two conditions. You get him 20 gold, and you clean the entire facility, top to bottom. If you don't have the time for that, then he'll be looking for about 100 gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is Nim the type of man that's willing to go a hundred gold in the hole to earn a hundred gold? <laughs> Find out next time on Double Bells and Dragons. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right, I'll start cleaning the facility. I guess. <laughs> Do you have twenty gold to give him? No, but I can. You. You gotta pass it through Kenna, I guess. Yeah. Or, I mean, Lazarus has got some coin. He might be more amenable. Well, if I'm around, I don't know. Well, he's, I mean, if he's gotta clean the facility top to bottom, that's a couple-day job at least. I mean, it's a, it's a large civic-style building. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars, or twenty gold is much less than a hundred. It certainly is. I would say rough estimate, Nim, you're looking at losing about four days to cleaning the facility. Because you can only do it in one foot squares at a time. And he did say top to bottom, so ceiling, floors, walls, one, fixtures. One cubic foot. That's true, one cubic foot. So Maybe you... we'll drop that down to three days. Okay. Alright. Well, I'll start at the top and work my way down, I guess. And then I'll try to sweet talk Kenna or Lazarus. or I don't think Dis has any money of his own. I think I put it into the guild bank. Yeah, I think you put it all in the guild bank. I think you've been pretty good about that. I guess, yeah, who who do you go to? Uh, I'll go to Kenna first. Let's find out how good of a mood Kenna's in first. So, Kenna, what did you decide to do with the trinket? Nothing. Decided to leave it alone? Yes. Okay. No. How small is it? Uh, it was about... <laughs> I mean, it was decently sized, like about a almost a foot by a foot. Okay, this little, this little, like where this spot is, where the engravement is. How big is that spot? Like the the engraving is on one of the cog wheels near the base of the tree that handles some of the mechanism. So it's quite small on the gear itself. You'd have to get into the trunk to see if there was more to it. So I just have to get into the trunk. Yeah, you'd have to get inside the thing. And here comes a wild shape. <laughs> How small can she get? It's a pretty tightly crafted you item. You could just have Nim enlarge it for you. Yeah. For oh, 20, for, 20 for 20 gold. <laughs> <laughs> for 20 gold. Alrighty. Nah. I feel like D&D is a hard lesson, and if you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 20 gold to enlarge this trinket. Okay. I enlarge the shit out of that trinket. <laughs> Alright. It doubles in size. 
In every her, dimension. And I tell her it's only a minute, so she's got to be quick. Okay. Okay. So as soon as he does it, I'm going to, like, if I need to shapeshift into something smaller, I will know the animal I need to shapeshift into. Yeah, yeah. Um, How small can you get? Because it has to be a beast. Well, remember that snake was really tiny? Did it make it easier to read when it was enlarged? Um, It would have made the engraving easier to read, but it also would have distorted it. Kind of like enlarging an image, right? Like, it doesn't necessarily give you more resolution. Uh, Let's see... But in the case of that, it can enlarge beings and, like, stretch skin tissue and stuff. Yep. I'm not saying it, like, would make it harder to read, but it it basically, it's still just a signature to her. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. A poisonous snake? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, the the smallest beast you could be, really. Well, yeah, I could do a mouse again. Yeah, like, there is tiny, which is quite small. Two mice. What's a sturge? Yeah. It's not a bird. Oh, there's no tiny beasts? That can't be right. That is a bird. It's a big bird. Oh no, the website I usually use for this sort of shenanigans isn't loading. I'll use a different one. I think a mouse is the smallest it can be. Or the snake. And the snake is twisty. And I think we'd be able to... But I guess mice can like squeeze into anything. Tiny in D and D terms is like the size of a cat, so we'd have to. I mean, a frog would be smaller. Yeah, you could go frog. Frog. Mm. But if this thing was frog. this big before, mm-hmm. it would it'd be doubled in size in every way. In every way, yeah. So it would be. You could do a rat. They can squeeze into pretty tiny spaces. Oh, a spider counts as a tiny beast. Okay, I'll be a spider. I think it still counts as a beast. Well, if it's a wolf spider. <laughs> that thing's a beast! <laughs> the wolf spiders are not that small. Yeah, I mean, the website I'm looking at says beast, and I, I'm not going to pause the action to look it up somewhere else, so... Yeah, you can be a little spider. I'll be a little itty-bitty spider. All right. Crawl in there. Nim's not afraid of spiders, is he? Check no. out the signature. Okay. Just double checking. So yeah, you crawl inside the thing, and what are you looking for? Because you've got the the bit of the signature on the wheel. Are you basically looking to see if there's anything else inside? Yeah, and I want to get like a really good look at the signature because I want to remember it because I want to find the person who designed this. Okay, do an investigation roll. Nice. Okay, that tiny spider in that one minute time frame crawls as all over the inside of this thing as she can. You thought it looked intricate from the outside? It is intricate as hell on the inside. There are gear wheels everywhere, different ratings, di- all sorts of mechanical bits making There's this thing work. And you find a little something interesting. First of all, obviously, you attempt to commit the signature to memory as best as you can. Mm -hmm. But as you're kind of doing that and trying to remember, okay, like it looped kind of this way and I got to keep an eye out for that. You notice that there are several other parts of the tree that also have signatures on them. All different. There's at least six different signatures on the various internal bits of the structure. Importantly, one of them seems to be Brawny's signature on the inside of the tree trunk itself. 
the other instruction or the other uh, signatures are on other bits. And it's like it's all his girlfriends. <laughs> so many women. <laughs> she I, turns into Batman. <laughs> can I make out any of the signatures? Um, you can like remember them, but they're varying different degrees of legibility. Brawny's you only really put together because you know his name and you can kind of put the loops together. They all seem to be like artist style signatures where it's just big loops, weird zigzags. Very illegible. Think doctor handwriting. Okay. Standing a little bit chilly. Oh, yeah, so it is. All right. How far are we from where I know we are? How far would I be from Bronny's shop? Uh, Bronny's shop. Yeah, you're not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Bronny's shop, it was significantly closer to the sawmill itself. It only took you about an hour to get there from the mill itself. Probably not even there. So it's like a 10-hour journey at least from the portal point. Are we at the portal point? I thought we were... You're there. a little further back than that. But I mean, you yeah. can teleport to the portal point anytime you want. Where I is thought this we were building? only two hours This building's from about two hours... No, two hours from the portal point in the opposite direction of the uh, sawmill. Uh... I mean, you can get to the portal point anytime you want. Your ring will take you there. I want to talk to somebody. They all hate us anyway, so whatever. And I want to see if there's like a map of the city that shows exactly how far the damage went. Okay. From the fire. That seems fair. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Nim's gotten his money. Before he leaves. <clears throat> Just so you know, you gotta pay that back sometime. 120 gold? That's ridiculous. <laughs> You're the one who keeps using it. it I, I paid into the bank, too. <laughs> <laughs> what, like eight gold? All my gold. That's how, why I'm broke. How much was all your gold? <laughs> the equal share from four of us for what we've made, so... <laughs> At least that 20 gold was mine. <laughs> I mean, he's got a fair point. <laughs> did not have 20 gold to start. <laughs> no, no, not to start, but you guys have made gold on other it's projects. True. It's true. Yeah, but no one money. else has spent any. Wizard, well, wizard life. That's we just spent 7,500. <laughs> yeah, your armor growth took just as much money as my spider growth. The spell is cast, and I the know. spell is cast. It's not more expensive based on how much it heals, because it doesn't require more castings. Or it'd be 7,500 and dead for just me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or this would have put you guys pretty far in the hole by himself. <laughs> but at least she didn't charge you for healing his chest. Mm, then I mean, no, I was she just going to do that if she didn't. Yeah. Plus, she kind of enjoyed it. She did. I'm sure she really did. His well-formed sort of chest. <laughs> Depends. We'll find out later if Dis is into pain. Maybe that's Something her thing. was awakened. Well, if that was the case, he handled it for two minutes. Maybe that's, that's right. rocker. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe that's all she's about. Maybe it was the about. best moment of my life, not the worst. Oh, maybe, maybe. Well, that's disturbing. Uh, <laughs> so, Nim gets his bit of alleyway. It is, as promised, about 30 minutes away from the portal space, and it's squeezed in with about six or seven other people in that alley. But it's a spot he can call his own where he's allowed to do his business. 
Uh, you finish that right around the time that everybody else is going to start feeling better. So we'll pick that up next session and we'll kind of talk about how much we think you're so making. We'll and, um, yes, we'll did. We'll cover that. Um, in the meantime, Kenna, you, there are people doing up maps of that information right now, but it's not complete. They're having to do basically a building by building census. Yeah. It's just not ready yet. Can I look at what they have done? Uh, it's not being printed okay. until it's complete. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, Lil has gotten back to you with a list. There's nothing that immediately jumps out at you as being your family's name. However, there are three different merchants listed on her list where the last names are not, not your last name. And not something really close to your last name. But nevertheless, when you read them, you get a certain tingling in the back of your there's head. Like, there's, a, there's a feeling. There's a draconic to the naming? It, it just, it feels significant to you. You can't even necessarily put a reason as to why. But the, the names jump out off the page at you. And those names are... Uh, let's see. <laughs> let me, let me make sure that I have these recorded down as well for myself. I suppose Lazarus will follow up and inquire specifically on those three names and ask Lil if anything have to do with... Actually, I'll ask Lil if anything has to do with the stronghold of shipbuilding in wars, period. If there's anything that sort of... Okay, so the three names that jump out at you are Torbindor, or Torbindar. Aquanarian. <laughs> Just making sure I remember how I pronounce them. Uh, and Ship Rotor. Ship what? Rotor. Like, uh, W-R-O-T-E-R. I know which one I'm most interested first upon names. <laughs> but the trick is, did I know you'd be the most interested in that one? <laughs> well, if you read my backstory, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else anybody would like to get done this session before your eight and a half days are up? No more attempts on the puzzle left? Uh, not in that time frame. Okay. You almost got it? <laughs> we'll see. It's, it's sure. hard to say. It's not as easy on his to know you're close. <laughs> it's tricky. It's one of those things. I think the first time I solved it, it took me like a couple of days of just kind of fiddling with it. But like by the time you know like what the trick is, I can break it apart and put it back together in like 20 or 30 seconds. So it's like yeah. once you know it, you know it. figure out that, yeah, the trick to fit the three together and through the other piece. The real trick is, is you took it apart and then you left it forever. Yeah. So you forgot how you got it apart. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> remembering bits and pieces of how I did it. I'm like, this sort of looks like it would have been... I have a harder version, like that's a, I think it's a challenge ranking three, and I have a challenge ranking six that I got apart and left for an hour 
after I got it apart and I had no fucking idea how to put it back together. Oh god. Like it was there was it's like nine different loops that all loop into each other and connect and it's horrible. The same thing as that except multiplied by Yeah, exactly. And exponentially harder mm. because they all have to interact. Oh. I decided not to make that one of the god <laughs> puzzles because I I've been working on it forever. Better be getting like a D twenty attack with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be like it'd be like a god weapon for sure. <laughs> Like, not even just a god-given weapon. <laughs> but a weapon the gods would use. Yeah. Anything else anybody would like to do during that time? Nope. All right. I suppose that my question to Lil. Uh, which one? Uh, whether or not there was any um, seafaring or shipbuilding or anything within this stronghold. Um, so the stronghold only has fairly small water sources, and the point with which it intersects into the regular world is not near an ocean. Mm. So there's nobody interested in Mariner-style ships. However, she is aware of a couple of different groups that are working on ships for the sky, mm. though they can't really be used because the stronghold isn't really set up for that. Um, and so obviously like the outside world is certainly owned by the dragons <laughs> in the sky. But it's kind of a... Military it's it's a precaution. Building. It's a it's being ready for an alternative they're not sure they'll need it for yet. But it is being done. Hmm. Um she does also as a note mention that while nobody in the stronghold is working on naval shipbuilding, there has been a small undercurrent of people interested in people with that knowledge. Because there is always the hope that someday they'll be able to interact with the main world more, and then ship shipping period would be more necessary. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of a um, what would you call it? It's like a vague interest of people that they're kind of planning for an eventuality that may or may not ever come. Mm. Kind of like the entrepreneur people that are just hedging a bet on something they feel like might be important sometime. But she definitely recommends if you have knowledge in that area, you may be interested in talking to them and mm -hmm. seeing if they're interested in the knowledge you I have. I suppose, can I poke Lil to see if she's got an idea where to start? Um, Lil wouldn't have a direct contact for that, um, but she can look into some of her friends and see if anybody has uh, either a, a merchant specifically like a well-off one that might be interested or even a noble that might be interested in that kind of information. Mm. Um, but she'll get back to you. Sure. All right. Uh, if there's nothing else, um, then I, I will put a brief note in. I guess, Mike, you can decide whether or not we should leave it in the recording or not, but we may be taking a brief break. Um, from this campaign, just while some real life stuff's going on. Uh, so we're going to, it, it just for when we start recording again, we might be a little out of touch of exactly what we were talking about at the end of <laughs> this recording. Although I might listen back to them just to make sure I'm kind of caught back up. But when you next hear from us, we might have been off for a couple of weeks thinking about what we want to do for downtime activities and, getting our our minds around some some downtime and and their next plan of how to figure out maybe why they're being set up the way they are and we're being set up who's doing <laughs> it and why and what exactly they're supposed to do about it stuff like that what what was in the sawmill that was so important 
you know, things like that. So we will talk to you guys next time. I'm sure for you guys out there, this will just be posted as another episode and it'll be like nothing happened. All right. Wow, what a cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen next time. Uh, seriously, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Uh, if you liked what you heard, share us with your friends. If you hated what you heard, share us with your enemies. Uh, seriously, though, like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll find out what happens to Double Doubles and Dragons next time.